Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited about this episode. This episode is featuring Joanna Turner, originally from Scotland, now a digital nomad. Joanna is a leading intuitive business mentor, advanced EFT, and master NLP practitioner, and former chartered accountant. (laughs) She is a member to female entrepreneurs and specializes in busting money and visibility blocks. She acts as a bridge between the spiritual and business worlds, combining her strong business experience gained from 17 years in finance and in boardrooms with CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies and setting up offshore companies. With her years of a personal development and spiritual practice included being a certified Akashic Record and Shamanic Reiki practitioner. She was recently nominated for the Testral Business Women of the Year Award in 2016 in Entrepreneurial Category. And you guys, I'm just so, so, so excited to have Joanna here. She is so amazing. And we're going to talk a lot about life and spirituality and busting through different barriers and just so much more. She's just such an amazing soul to talk to. And I'm so excited to share her with you. Enjoy. Awesome, guys. Welcome to the Divine Goddess Revolution. And I'm so excited to have with me live on this call today, Joanna Turner. Welcome to the podcast, Joanna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. You guys, I've like secretly been admiring Joanna from afar. I guess it's not a secret anymore since I'm like telling you publicly. She's just so magical and I see her on her adventures and her journeys and we've crossed paths a couple times. And so when I thought of women that are successful, that are just out there doing their thing and really rocking their inner goddess, I have to have this lady on my show. I don't care what it takes. So I'm so happy to have you here and for you to share some of your wisdom and some of your magic with us today. Well, thank you. (laughs) I always chuckle to myself that I would even come up in somebody's thinking when thinking about goddesses. But it's definitely, I think if that's anything, it's a testament that you can change. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I don't know what you were like before, Joanna, but you definitely are an embodiment of what a goddess is. And I mean, I think we all have our own definitions or terms of what a goddess is. And it's definitely a word that's used more often today when we refer to other women. And so I'd be curious as to like, what is your definition of a goddess or how do you frame what a goddess is today? It's funny because a lot of people, when I first got into this world, talked a lot about the queen archetype or energy and 
I never, never identified with it. I didn't, I wasn't, I'm like, I'm not princess. I'm not queen, but goddess. I'm like, Ooh, I can get on board with that. And so I remember just right at the beginning of my journey, setting the intention to show up like that. Mm-hmm. And it had never occurred to me before, but it has been intentional, <laughs> um, which is a great thing. My journey has definitely, it's gone a lot from a long way from being heavily, heavily in my masculine to emerging through my feminine. And it's one of those journeys that will continue <laughs> to be on. But for me, it's really about finally accessing my body wisdom and getting into my body. That's one of the things that has been one of the biggest challenges for me has been so far out of my body. So getting back into my body is for me about being a goddess. But also from there, it's trusting my intuition, listening to myself, and really allowing me to have desires, to trust those, to not judge them, and to be okay with where I'm at on my journey as well, which has is, is also been a huge part of my process. The allowing and also the letting go of control has been an incredible part of this for me as well. Mm. So surrendering my control over to the universe to allow myself to be supported has been huge part of this journey and I couldn't have done it any other way. Mm. I love that. I love everything that you just said about everything. I mean, and it really was such a expansive definition of like what goddess really means to you. And I can absolutely relate. And I'm sure there's so many women listening in that can relate to being in our masculine or not really knowing what it feels like to connect with our bodies and God, that's why there's so many women out there that struggle. I myself struggled for a decade with multiple eating disorders. And that's just really a side effect of being disconnected from my body and not really tapping into what my body intuition is saying and and not actually even listening to what my intuition is saying. So I love how you really related being a goddess to connecting with our bodies, tapping into our intuition, stepping into that real feminine aspect of who we are because within that lies so much power. So that's such an amazing definition. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. I mean, I think something that will continue to emerge and throughout this whole conversation, I'm not at the mystical destination. (laughs) (laughs) And just by the way, there isn't one. So I think I've come from the place of, yes, being very masculine. I was an accountant and worked in that field, studying it for 17 years. So I was definitely in my head. It was safer that way. I used to joke that I was sort of chopped off at the neck, which I know your words are powerful, so I don't want to use, I cancel clear delete on that one. But it really was, I was like, this thing below my head is something that I kind of disowned in a way. Um, I pretended it wasn't there. I was in denial about it and sort of reconnecting with it and being like, oh, hey, you are there. Oh, I have this thing called a body. I had to start there and I'm still working on it. First off, I love, I don't know if any of you ladies picked up on what she just said, cancel, clear, delete, which is being able to let go of the words that she just said before it, which I thought was so awesome. I was like, oh, I just noticed that. She said it so quickly and so fast. That's so fucking awesome because it's essentially like, to me, what you just translated is, I'm standing in my goddess. That's not a part of my goddess. Goodbye, cancel, clear, delete. And you just said it so effortlessly and kept going on in the conversation. 
I love you even more, Joanna. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's funny because in the past, I had no comprehension of what was coming out of my mouth. Very unaware in that regard. I think the more that you go into this world, one is you can't go back. It's like taking the lid off Pandora's box. You can't get it back on again. Or, you know, in the Matrix, you take, I can't remember if they take the red or the blue pill, I should double check. But whichever one you take, it's like you can't get back out again. But I think what I've noticed is, one, I'm available for people to pull me up on my own language because I know how incredibly powerful it is. My friends will be like, wow, you just said this. And I'm like, oh, ouch. But my clients, you know, I'm like, please let me know if if anything crazy comes out of my mouth. But being able to be more aware of it myself. And now I actually cannot surround myself with certain people who are in a really deep victim mentality space because I just can't listen to it without it making my skin crawl. Mm. And I have to take myself out of that energy. I'm so much more aware of it now than I ever was before in the past. I would I'm like, oh yeah, babe, that's terrible. And identified with it and whatever. And now I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Like, I'm I'm in this like different vibration. I'm like, oh, that just feels so icky now. I can't, Mm. I just can't. And so I have much better, another goddess, um, essential as boundaries. I didn't have any of those at the beginning of this journey either. So um, Yeah, no, I love that, Joanna. It's so like, I'm giggling because I can identify so much with everything that you're saying. And I think that it's so powerful to be able to, number one, have an awareness of our words and be super vigilant about what's coming out of our mouth. I think it was the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, where he talks about black magic isn't like this crazy thing that's out there. It's actually the words that we're speaking and that we can put ourselves in this prison of the words that we speak because it becomes our reality. And so when we get vigilant around what we're saying, what we're speaking, and the proximity of the words that are around us through the other people that we're allowing in our space is, is so important too. Yeah, but being around that energy it starts to, to like drain on you and pull at you and just continue to pull you down. Like there's only so much of raising up that you can do with other people. So I'm super vigilant around what I say as well as who I surround myself with. And I agree with you. I think those are essentials to really honoring the goddess that I am. And when I say goddess for me, by the way, for me, it's being in my highest form. So it's really honoring of that. And the boundary thing too is so essential. Mm. <laughs> and, and I used to think boundaries equal you're a bitch and I would judge other women and I'm like wow look at who does she think she is <laughs> you know mm. and so I had to get over that version of what I thought boundaries were as well because I realized it's actually like the ultimate in self-care and it's not that other people are bad we're just all at different places on our journey and you know, there's a lot of people in this world you just can't have and hold space for absolutely everyone, especially Mm -hmm. if it is energy draining. And so I think one of the beautiful things, I think it was um, Brene Brown says that you can, the actually barriers actually provide you with more space to love and to be more free with the energy you do have in a more discerning way. And I think it's protecting you, but allowing you to open your heart up even more in a protected way sense, feeling like you're constantly being invaded by others. And I think as well, when you 
the word discernment is something that also wasn't even in my vocabulary. Not that I didn't understand, but it wasn't something I would have ever used only a couple of years ago either. And I think being more discerning about your energy and and who you do spend time with is important because we're all busy people. And I was giving away everything at the beginning and not honoring myself or the process. And really, I couldn't be in service to anybody because I was trying to be in service to everybody before myself. And that's not going to work in the long term. (laughs) Unfortunately... And fortunately, like, and I get that because I get your energy and your heart for sure comes through on that too. And I think that it's so important for people listening in that are like in positions or roles where they really are of service. Joanna is a coach, an amazing one at that. And I want to hear a little bit more about that too. But naturally, it's your nature to be of service and to support others. But I love that you talk about this piece of really being of service to yourself first and foremost is really imperative because if you're not, then how can you even be of service to those other people? And the goddess energy, you know, that we talk about, Mm. is very much about being in your feminine and your feminine, the divine feminine. It's about receiving and allowing yourself to receive support, help, giving yourself time. And we very much judge it and underestimate it. And we think nothing's going to happen if we don't push and exert our will on the universe and time and space. <laughs> Not until you get to that point where you're like, oh, I have zero control over this. Great. <laughs> Let me stop pushing and trying to force it. So it's a much higher use of your energy to allow that in so as you're not pushing all the time because ultimately we just end up burnt out crisps Mm -hmm. shells of our former self and I've been there a couple of times didn't learn my lesson the first time (laughs) (laughs) back there again and I'm like I know I hear you it's like I touched the flame once you think that I got burnt and that I wouldn't go back there but (sighs) sometimes the lesson is best learned a few times (laughs) oh man yeah ideally we whoever's listening to this is like, oh, maybe I won't do that. Maybe one person stops pushing themselves to the absolute limits and saves themselves from that. But sometimes the only way you'll learn is by ending up in bed for a week because you can't speak anymore. (laughs) But I just, I would love if some of my lesson and your lesson could just save one woman from having to go down that road. It's just, it's incredibly hard to dig yourself out of that hole. (laughs) But but at the same time... Really, really deep, but we can do it. Absolutely. I mean, gosh, you can always come back. And the funny thing is, I often say that no good story starts with it was all perfect and then it got better, right? Like, (laughs) I love that. My thing to my girls is no one has a life where they're just picking daisies and roses while the rainbows shoot over their head. That's not really real life. And yeah, there are moments that are fucking glorious, but like, no one's true success was, and then I was handed a pot of gold again and again and again. It's like, well, there were experiences that we've been through. <laughs> the gold does come. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's when you can start to see those things, I think sort of the ultimate evolution is when you're even in the thing, mm. is when you're like, oh, this is happening for my highest and best. It's not happening to me. What's my lesson? And I think that is also the shift from the, that victim space into trust and allowing and not trying to deny that those things are happening or that you're being punished in some crazy way for something that you may or may not have done. And I find that a lot with people 
they're just angry and they feel like mm. it's all wrong and they're the victim and blah, blah, poor me. Yeah, we have to take our responsibility and power back, I think, in a lot of those circumstances because we do tend to give it away. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on all this. And you know what? It's so funny because I just had this experience a few, um, not even a few weeks ago. I was going to say a few weeks ago. It was like last week where I was, I'm currently traveling for a month and a half with my partner and I'm showing him the United States. So he's never been here. So I'm like, I got to show him everything and I got to take on the world and show him all this stuff. Then all of a sudden my needs for me, Melaine, just went on the back burner. And the next thing I know, I'm like, totally burning out. I'm not even working. Like I'm supposed to be quote unquote on vacation and, you know, I'm working very minimally and I'm like exhausted. And I literally had to say to him like, listen, tomorrow's mama's day. I get to do my nails, my hair, things that you think that wouldn't make a difference, but actually really, really do just nourish myself. One of my mentors used to always say to me, Malene, When the airplane's going down and they give you those instructions, they say to you, if the airplane were to ever go down, you put the oxygen mask on yourself before anyone else. And I realized, oh, fuck, I'm giving him the oxygen. I'm not giving myself the oxygen. I need to come tap back to source. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure being on holiday with a drill sergeant as a tourist guide is super sexy too. Super fucking romantic when your partner's like, come on, babe, we've been here for five minutes. We gotta go to the next place. Come on, come on, come on. Literally, that's what I was doing too. I was fucking anal retentive. And he's like, girl, let go of roll. It's okay. Things are actually yeah, good point. And let's just say things in bed weren't actually happening for that week. I, a, I was dating this guy and I was like, I don't know, things have just all stopped. And my friend was like, have you been to see? I'd be like, yeah, we've been like hanging out every day, working together. So I've been spending, and she was like, hold the phone. You've been doing what? And I was like, um. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I saw him, there was no work. I was like, oh, wow, you're back. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, and more like, I'm back. Oh, here we go. Great. Mm. And you know what you said too earlier, Joanna, was something about essentially the way I interpreted it was we're all a work in progress, right? You keep reiterating as you answer some of these different questions that we're talking about. I'm still a work in progress and this isn't finished and this is still continuing this journey. And I really love that piece. And you were also like, and this was my interpretation. And I'm sure, you know, ladies listening in, like you, everyone interprets things differently. But what I interpreted was, I haven't hit enlightenment. I'm probably not going to hit it. And if anyone tells you they've hit it or they figured it out, run really far fast. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it really is uh, thing. We're like all working on it, moving, I know, moving right? forward. <laughs> I, I've just been in Peru and they're like, if they call, if the person calls himself a shaman, run, right? Like, <laughs> totally. Uh, and, and just even being there for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, I know nothing. This is terrible. But I think if we ever think we are at that place or that anybody else is, so what I actually noticed looking back, I have reiterated that. And maybe it's because I've just spent a couple of weeks realizing how little I learned or no, but that's okay. And I think the separation comes when we put people on pedestals, right? And I used to listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh my God, she's so this or that, or she must be better than me or further ahead or more enlightened or smarter or 
whatever, thinner, you know, whatever the thing was, right? Mm. And I repeat it because I don't want anybody to do that. It's definitely the tendency, and it used to be my tendency to judge myself or compare myself to others. And I think there's definitely a certain veil in our industry of, hey, look at my Instagram life. It's all so perfect. And I'm a digital nomad and I travel the world, which I am. I have a great old time and have loads of friends and my Instagram looks amazing. But it's not always real. Like I'm still working on myself. I'm doing the work. I'm not at this mystical destination that we think we're going to be happy when we get there. Right. And people are like, oh my God, I'll get discovered. And they're like, I just want your life and you look so happy. And you know, and I'm like, oh, hold the phone. Right. Like, <laughs> and people sometimes they have everything that you think you want to be happy in the house and the car and the husband and the kids and whatever the holiday. And they're fucking miserable. Excuse my language. But, you know, and I have friends who are like, don't do it. There's no rush. It's relentless. You know, and whatever that is, I'm like, whoa, hang on. But if I didn't know that, I might look at that and be jealous of it. And so I just don't want anyone to judge where they're at or their own journey against what they think my life is. Right? (laughs) I always say like to myself, what would a goddess do? In my highest and best, which would be to be in my goddess most of the time. And let's face it, like I'm not always there. And the question is, what would she do? And like, would she turn to someone else and say, God, I wish I had that life. My life is inadequate in comparison. And you know, what's really funny, Joanna, I had, it's actually not funny at all, but I had this experience just recently where one of the girls that I grew up with passed away from cancer. And She was someone that was a phenomenal athlete growing up. And I remember thinking in high school, God, I wish I was her. I wish I had her life. I wish that I was that good at being a softball pitcher. I'm good, but she's fucking great. I wish I was her. And then I remember when my mom called me with the news, it just like sucker punched me that lesson. Don't wish to be anyone else. Like you don't know what someone else's journey is. And of course, no one wishes death upon anyone or any experience that she went through. Like it's heartbreaking, the people she left behind. And wow, like I'm so grateful in this moment for my life. I don't want to have anyone else's life. I used to, when I lived in New York City, I'd sit on the subway and like look at other people and go, she's so beautiful and thin. Like I wish I was her. But the reality is like, we don't know what's going on within them. We don't know the struggles that they have. We don't know what's actually happening. We're just seeing the Instagram account, the Facebook account. Like we don't really know, no, no. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things in my clients, you know, the we judging themselves against some, this mythical version of what they think the person is. And those people are often my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, you don't want to be jealous of that. Or I know what that person's gone through to get where they are. Or I know that they were having a meltdown last week and on the phone to me like, oh, my life is the worst, right? And so I just think it's important that we stay in our own lanes and they're on different journeys. And I'm getting really into astrology at the moment. It's probably one of the biggest things for me. I'm doing experiential astrology work and it's been really, really interesting. I'm getting my charts read and I have these in-depth discussions with people about it. I can't be at the same place as that person because we have completely different charts. Mm-hmm. We have different personalities and different paths and different soul journeys. And, you know, and was speaking to my guy, my astrologer the other day, and he was like, you next year between March and September would be the most incredible time for you to take some time out and write a book. 
oh, wow, cool. Doesn't mean I can't write it now, but I have a friend I was just on the phone to before I jumped onto this and she's just taking three weeks out as of today to write her book. That's amazing. But it's her time to write her book right now. Mm. It's not my time. And maybe it will be, maybe I'll do it when I'm in Thailand next month, but it doesn't matter if she does it now and I do it next year or I do it next month or whatever, it doesn't matter because it's maybe differently aligned for them. And it was interesting. Another thing you said was, wow, your only, your chart is just next week clicks over into the place where I'm visible. And he's like, up until now you've been like hidden. I'm like, what? I'm like, no wonder it's such a freaking struggle for me to make myself seen and visible Mm. internally. I've actually, it's been relatively easy in some sense, but I've resisted it so much. Wow, that makes so much sense. And there's all these different elements. It's just, we're all on these different journeys and we have to be more compassionate to ourselves, I think, for Mm. that. I'm obsessed with astrology as well. And I think that it's such a powerful message because really comparison is such a stealer of joy. And if we're the goddess, the feminine lives in the present, and if we're, you know, lives in the moment and is grateful and is experiencing her experience, not someone else's experience. So I feel like it just brings it back to stay in your lane. Don't worry about what other people are doing or look outside of your box because the deal is you're going to produce an amazing book that will be published and millions of copies will be sold. And then in a few years, maybe someone else's will be. And then in a few years, maybe someone else's will be. So there's space for everyone to have their experience in abundance. Absolutely. But it's sometimes easier said than done. And totally. you know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> of one of the other hardest things about being a goddess is sometimes know, even knowing what you want. And my clients have a tough time sometimes. We talk about desires. What do you desire? And they're like, um, don't know. And that's, that used to be my response. But I think what I do is I sometimes turn what used to be just pure jealousy <laughs> into desires. Oh, instead of being, oh, she has that. She must be special, a bitch. <laughs> Whatever I used to <laughs> oh, she has that, maybe I can too. How cool would it be if I had that at some point? And I use it as fuel for like, oh, I must want that too. And I think it's, again, it's a much more powerful way to look at things and we can be much happier for somebody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. I think like, (laughs) I always say to my clients and I literally just had a call with um, my group, my mastery program, and I was just telling them the same thing. I'm like, things that we desire usually show up in our awareness in abundance around us for us to be aware that it's possible for it to be created. So instead of us getting pissed, oh, my fucking friend's engaged and I'm still not engaged and my guy's still not proposing to me or my cousin's pregnant and I'm not pregnant. Like, how could she get pregnant before me? Instead of those things, just saying like, oh, yes, thank you, universe, for showing me that it's possible. I'll have some of that. I'll take some of that. And it really is easier said than done sometimes. But if we really just pause and give ourselves the opportunity to reframe it, I always say like, listen, this is occurring. So how can you walk away and feel good about yourself and feel empowered about yourself? Take that version. I call it as like driftwood, right? Like it's it's showing up as this beautiful sign that you're on the right path. I have a few single girlfriends, but when I first started in this industry, I was just surrounded by people in these incredible relationships. And I was like, wow, I don't want to be with any of your guys. Like, but 
I'm going to take that as a sign. That's one, what I want. And two, it's possible. And there's incredible guys out there instead of being jealous or resentful or any of the other of the above. Um, <laughs> totally. But just being like, wow, it's possible. Look at that. Mm. And there's 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How incredible. Oh, I didn't even know I wanted it to look like that. Or you were just saying you were traveling with your, your part, you're overseas and you were in Italy with him. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's what I want to be supported. And I want him to want to come and all of those things. I'm like, of course I want that. Why wouldn't I? And to see it being possible and to see you're doing it too, right? So I love like, amazing. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> where's that list of my ideal man? Let me just add that piece to it. Yeah, right. add that piece and add as we're traveling, I'm working two days a week in this month and a half that he and I are journeying together. And he's like, got it. He knows that like, this is my vision and this is what I need to do. And so actually tonight, as we speak, he's like out with my father having dinner and like doing the thing, like whatever. Oh, I'll just call your dad up and go to dinner. I'm like, all right, sweet, have fun. So cool. Like I don't have to worry about entertaining. This is me. This is what I need to do. And you can do you. And he's like, all right, cool. And I think that too is the boundary thing, owning ourselves too. You know, it's like, oh, I got to please you. I got to make sure you're okay. Like how unattractive. They got it. They're going to be cool. Do he's you. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a big boy. He to do. <laughs> he can hold my hand 24-7. You'll get it. Oh, so. I love when you called your dad. That's very sweet. <laughs> right? That's sweet. I wanted to add that, you know, audience, you're hearing it too, ladies, but it really, it was a special message for Joanna to know that, you know, that can happen too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I could literally talk to you for like a gazillion hours on end and I'll probably have you back so I can talk to you more. So for the audience listening in, Joanna, can you share with them where they can best find you and like what you have on the table right now that might be available for them to come grab. Oh, cool. Yeah. So missionforbalance.com is, we'll link everything. So that's a great place to start. I'm all over Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. So the, probably the biggest thing we've got going on at the moment is a live event coming up in San Diego, October 5th to the 7th. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thrilled about it. We did, it's a three-day event. We did one last year. It was amazing, um, just incredible women and just loads of fabulous transformation and networking and fun. And yeah, it's just a really beautiful thing. So I'm excited about that. That's probably the most exciting thing that's going on in my life right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. And I encourage you guys all to connect with Joanna, reach out, find out more about what she does and what she's up to because she is a magical, magical, mystical light worker. And I really encourage you to connect with this goddess. You're awesome, Joanna. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Like, I mean, this is like my favorite thing to jam about. So anytime <laughs> I love to come back, I would love it. Well, I'm going to have you back, girl, especially now that you're into astrology. You're coming back just to talk about astrology. So. Oh, I'm not an astrologist. Like, <laughs> but I can talk about the Akashic Records at length if that's of oh, interest. Oh, that is of interest. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We can, until I get certified in astrology, we can we can chat about all this stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We'll just talk about a lot of magical things. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks for being here. You guys, thanks for listening in. And until next time, have an amazing day. Bye.
So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Joanna and I chat just as much as I enjoyed having her. Isn't she just so fabulous? And for all of you listening in today, make sure you share this with your sister goddesses. Anyone that you think would really resonate with this, share, share, share. Sharing is so caring. And, you know, it just takes one person to be inspired by this to change their life, one person to listen in to, you know, save them some experiences that maybe they don't need to go through if they hear this. So please share, please like, come visit me on my website, melanelee.com. And until next time, wishing you an amazing day.